Welcome to episode 81 of Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the Stacey Harris. This is episode 81, and today we are talking about networking with Aaron Smith over at the Starters Club. That's right, we have a guest again this week. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you guys sticking with me through the three standalone episodes. I hope you enjoyed them. Uh, I enjoyed them. They were fun. Uh, but I am really amped to have a guest back this week and to have Aaron on the show because I was over on her show, and I'll actually link to it in the show notes because uh, I mentioned it a little bit during the episode. Um, and I talked about Google Plus. So that was fun. And I'll link to that, and it's great. Um, I'm kind of all over the place today. I don't know. I'm so excited. I'm So I'm reviewing applications for the Business Amplifier Mastermind, and uh, it's starting in September 1st. Starting, not in September, starting September 1st. I can't talk. I'm too excited. Uh, and I'm really having a great time talking to people and, and getting people in the program. There are spots left. Uh, but there won't be for long because we're going to be getting started soon. So be sure to head over and apply. Um, I do want to say that if you have been thinking about it or you think it might be a fit for you um, and you're just you're nervous about that kind of stretch um, because you've not participated in a mastermind before or you think it's too early in your business, A, I think it's never too early in your business. I think the sooner you can do something like that, the better. And really this mastermind is built for people who think it is too early. Um, it's built for your first few-ish years in business. Um, jump on the phone with me and let's talk about where your business is um, and where you want it to go because it really is about taking action. And it really does come down to if what you were doing right now is gonna work, it would be working. And if you're even thinking about BAM, then then something's not working. But anyways, I'm really excited because I've been <laughs> I've been um, I've been reading those applications and getting to talk to a lot of people, um, which is super fun and I love to do. Um, I'm also, if you're not ready for it in September, taking deposits for uh, January when we'll run it again. So don't worry if, that it's going to be sold out either because there are spots for January open as well. Okay. Oh, and other news. I'm going to do another webinar. Uh, on Wednesday, I'm going to do a webinar, and we're going to be talking about the three things, uh, the three reasons, excuse me, the three reasons why your business isn't where you want it to be. Uh, and this was actually came out of conversations I've had with a couple of people, um, not at all related to BAM at all, actually, <laughs> just conversations I've had with people about um, misconceptions of what we thought our business would be um when at, at x amount of time it's kind of like when you're a kid and you think about what it would be like to get your driver's license um it, it's so sort of foreign to you that you give yourself unreasonable expectations or what it will be like to be a grown-up we all know it's nothing like what we thought it would be maybe that's just me i'm pretty sure it's all of us though um but no so it's a, it's a really great conversation to have and i'm excited to have it with you guys on the on the webinar so this is going to be august 20th uh, so be sure to join us live. The chat's going to be key for this one because it's really going to be uh, conversational with you guys, which I'm really excited about. And then also I'm going to be sharing just nuts and bolts action steps you can take to to shift yourself to your to, to where you do want to be in your business and where you thought you'd be. Uh, because really, the only way you're going to get there is by doing something and by taking action by moving forward. And you guys know I'm very action driven. So let's talk a little bit about Erin because... She, first of all, Aaron Smith is fantastic, and I love this episode because we get super real about stuff, which I think is fun. Um, but I want to tell you a little bit about Aaron before we get started. 
Erin Smith started her entrepreneur journey over 13 years ago when she started investing in real estate across the country. Since then, she started several other businesses in various industries and sold them. After being told time and time again by others they would like to start a business but just didn't know how, she launched the Starters Club. It's a place to learn business fundamentals to get whatever business you dream of building off the ground and making you money. Erin is also a speaker who teaches about business and what it means to freely follow your heart. Um, it's a great conversation. Erin was was super awesome. Um, I actually mentioned this in the show, but we're really I want to have her back to talk more about this because it was super fun. So here it is. I'm sorry that I totally like ran through the intro like really fast and got off topic. <laughs> it's one of those days, okay? Uh, be sure to tweet me at the state to hear us. Use the hashtag hit the mic. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, let me know who you'd like to see on the show. Uh, let me know what you're working on right now. I, I love talking to you guys. That's my favorite part of this. So be sure to do that. All right. All right. Here is Aaron. I'm really excited today because we're talking about one of my favorite topics, uh, networking. And we have Aaron Smith of the Starters Club on the show. And you might be familiar with Aaron because A, she has a really great podcast, but also I've been on her really great podcast uh, talking about Google+. Um, so you very likely have heard her show before, even if even if it's brand new to you. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, check it out because she's got good stuff over there at the Starters Club. Uh, so welcome to the show, Erin. Well, thank you so much for having me. I will stop talking excited. about you like you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always an awkward thing. Like, are they? They are here. They're listening. But yeah. yeah. I know I always feel a little weird when I'm like talking. I'm like, I, I'm not talking behind your back. I promise. <laughs> it's like talking about yourself in the third person. Also very strange. <laughs> uh, like writing your own bio. Oh, good. Yes. And about pages. I had a, a whole conversation with about about pages with somebody yesterday and how awful they were. Oh, I agree. <laughs> bragging about yourself is really hard. It It is hard. Well, it's balancing that level of like bragging and like informing on my expertise. <laughs> exactly. Completely agree. Also, it's so funny because, like, I will tell, I will introduce, and this kind of ties into networking. I will introduce myself to someone with, like, about what I do, and they'll be like, well, tell me more about you. And I'm like, but I just told you what I do. Like, did you want my autobiography? Like, I, like, I don't so know I was how born, much personal information yeah. to give. I was born, I remember coming out of my mother's womb. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, hmm, how far do we need to go here, really? <laughs> uh, but anyways... So I want to welcome you to the show, like I said, um, and also I want to start off with having you sort of introduce yourself to everyone, just in case they haven't heard the podcast, which I, have, as you heard, have already told them to go listen to. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I, absolutely. I love podcasting. It's one of, it just, everything I learned from it is awesome. And then if anybody else learns something, it's bonus. But a little <laughs> bit of my history, I was a corporate girl. I um did what was going to make me money instead of following my passion straight out of college and got a good corporate job, uh, thought life was going to be just this amazing thing by making 3% raises and um, <laughs> every year, and it was perfect for me. I, I remember even saying to somebody, I can't believe they give us three weeks of vacation because who takes this much? Who needs vacation? <laughs> like I, Those words came from my mouth, but anyway. Not anymore, I bet. Um, <laughs> God, no. Uh, but jumping ship a couple times, I ended up with this really good job and the economy started to crash. So I knew it was a moment of not if I was going to lose my job, it was when our office was closing down and it was this horrible thing. And rich dad, poor dad came across my way all around this time. And I realized I needed to start owning mm -hmm. um, whatever it was. So I, I learned the stock market, started buying stocks. I went to real estate school at night to get my realtor's license and learn how to invest in real estate. And that was my first 
I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur, but I, I was, and yeah. then I started, you know, investing literally across the country, uh, buying properties, renting out some, flipping some, you know, in, in a couple different ways. So when I moved to Dallas, I was living in Phoenix at the time, and I was in my late 20s, I was actually able to afford to live dual in dual cities. I was living between Scottsdale and uh, Phoenix for about a year, and it got it to be hard, and it was my first, I was working from home in my corporate job. It was a very cool setting, and I had a pretty good situation, and so I decided to start a business with, who's now my ex-husband, but he was going to school, he was wor working on a PhD in psychology, and he needed some work to do during the summer. So I had had experience LLCing because of real, real estate mm -hmm. and, you know, some entrepreneur experience. So I said, yeah, let's start this. This will be fun for the summertime, like good thing and had no idea what I was doing. But we started really to organically grow. And since I was working from home, I didn't know anybody in Dallas, I just started getting out and meeting people. And it was people started introducing me to networking groups in the city. And then I look at networking and, and two sides, like there's the traditional networking where you sit in a meeting full of business owners and you say, this is what I do, this is who I am, this is what I'm looking for. And then there's the non-traditional networking where it's just meeting people because especially in the US, like your first thing that's ever, hi, what's your name? Second, what do you do? Mm -hmm. That's what everybody asks you. So I was, I had moved here, I didn't know anybody and so I just started getting out and meeting people and I had this company and people just started oh my gosh, tell me more about the company. It's so cool you own a company and blah, blah, blah. So I slowly learned what networking really was, how to use it correctly and not make it about me, but yet still have it grow my business. And it worked really well. And when I sold that first company, um, about five years later, I launched into my second company and through networking was able to propel I was just doing mobile spray tanning and within nine months I had seven employees was in six salons and was at a, a six-figure income just it, it, and I can say that was solely through networking That's taking amazing. advantage of yeah taking advantage of opportunities of hey Aaron I, I need you to meet somebody um, but if I can't if I don't have a networking opportunity I I create one. Um, if I'm bored on a weekend, I'll throw together a block party. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just how I've been able to grow. So networking is probably one of my favorite things in the world because I, I do love to meet people, but I will be honest, I'm 50% introvert, 50% extrovert because I love to meet people, but sometimes I'm just not feeling it or sometimes it can be awkward because you go into the, the click networking meeting and yeah. you're like, oh, God, I just... Now I've got to try to insert myself into these people who've known each other for a long time and make myself interesting and can be really intimidating. But overall, I think networking done right can be insanely powerful for your business. I agree. And you hit on so many great things in there. So I want to kind of break down. First of all, I really love this started out as like a summer project. Like, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. what I, That's why I just thought, oh my God, you guys, if I could do it, any grow a business, anybody can. And I love the the focus on the power of those relationships. I think a lot of people go into these networking things and they're like, oh, I'm just going to meet as many people as I can and shove as many business cards in as many people's faces and that will grow my business. And it's like, Ugh. that's not actually networking. That's no. more polluting, really. <laughs> oh, you're so right. You're like just making war with trees because all I'm going to do is throw that away. And and I've mentioned this in other in other episodes of the show. It's when I get and I'm curious what you do when you get home from those networking events. What do you do with your cards? 
Do you like go through them? Do you keep all of them? No. So I take notes as I meet people. Like um, I just went to the e-women's conference this past weekend. I want weekend. to hear all about that because I've been really thinking about attending and I keep going, I'm going to go next year and I haven't gone and I've heard great things about it. It was good. It was good. And I met a lot of great connections. Yeah. I, I did. And so what I did was take notes. Like this is somebody I want to collaborate with. This is somebody I want as a podcast mm-hmm. guest. This is somebody I really want to follow up uh, if they were local and go meet up and have coffee with. Or if they weren't local, like I want to meet up because I really just liked their persona and their personality and just want to get to know them a little bit better. So I just take notes on each one. And then I actually had my assistant. We sat here uh, one day and just all right, this is what I want you to follow up with this person and do this and this person and do this. So the follow-up is crucial, okay, yes. because you can't – and I can't tell you how many people I meet, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the, we have a great strategic partnership. I want to get to know you more so I could share you with my client base, and they don't get back to me. I'm like, that drives me crazy. drives me crazy, too. It's like I, I'm a hustler. I have my mortgage paid for a long time, and if you're going to give me the opportunity to grow my business – I'm doing it, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going for the gusto. That's just who I am. And these people, I'm like, okay, I guess you don't need money. It was good knowing you. Thanks for it's talking almost, to It's almost like, nice when they do that, though, because it's better for them to show you who they are right up front. Totally agree with you because I, I am not a person who just shares your information just because you stood up. And that's another thing you really need to understand in a networking meeting. People come and go all the time. So mm-hmm. when you go to a meeting – and even if it's online, if you go into a group and stand up once, introduce yourself, and not everybody's flocking to you and handing you their client base, you can't get mad. That's not how it works. Yeah. So I need to trust you. I need to get to know you. You know, my client base, my friends, everything, it's my reputation on the line, and I protect that immensely. So I need to know you can deliver before I hand your name off, but I'm willing to give you every opportunity I can to get you know, to get to know you. And I love that. And, and I, I brought up the business cards because, you know, one of the things I do when I get back is, and I do the same thing. I make notes. Like, I have to have something written on the card sort of to trigger my memory, especially when I go to something huge like a con- like the conference. Yeah. Because you meet so, I mean, there's literally like thousands of people there. It's like, right. you're going to meet hundreds of people in the course of a couple of days. Um, it's a little easier when you go to like a local meetup kind of thing because you're meeting like a couple dozen people. Um, but I write notes on everything. So if I come home, and I get in my office, and I sit down to look at everything, and there's nothing written on the card. It goes in the trash. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm like, nothing memorable about you. Peace out. Unless I'm going to be like, honest. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't, yeah. And some of them I write, throw this away when you get home. That's hilarious. I have done that because I was like, that that person was a sleaze. Yeah. Like, I just, I felt like the need to go wash my hands immediately after shaking their hand. <laughs> like, this That's is hilarious. not cool. Um. But I, I do the same thing, and, and one of the things, the reason I brought this up so early, because we'll go in and talk about sort of how to introduce yourself and, and sort of functioning in a networking meeting, but I, I wanted to talk about the follow-up because I really think it's the most important part. Because you can go execute everything perfectly in the meeting or at the event, and if you don't follow up, it was a total waste of your time and money. Agreed. I, I, oh, I agree, absolutely. So how do you follow up? Do you follow up via email? Do you follow up? via social media? Do you start stalking them online? For me, it depends on on how in love with them I am. Occasionally, we do go into full stalker mode via my iPhone while driving away. Uh- <laughs> I Yeah, I, I do a little bit of stalking. I'm not, no, but um, 
especially if I really want them as a guest. Yeah. I mean, I get I get people are busy, and I I completely respect and understand that. So if I really want to connect with them, and you know, a coffee, a lunch, or a guest, I, email, no question. Just follow up with an email. Um, I may I'm not a big phone person. I'm not I don't either. like I hate talking on the phone. So. If you really need me to talk on the phone with you, eh, maybe, maybe I will. Not or not. Ideal match. Is yeah, what I like I just just text me. I'm like I'm a to the point girl, right? Yeah. So it's like just get to the point, whatever it is. So, um, but I always try to connect. You know, I don't connect with everybody. I'm not going to friend you on Facebook or anything like that unless I really like you and want to get to know you, or I'll LinkedIn somebody um, that way. But if they give me like their Twitter information and you know if they're pr- presenting at a networking meeting and I really like what they have to say I'll connect with them that way too but for sure LinkedIn if I want yeah. to connect with them uh, and if I really want to talk to them in email um, but otherwise I really don't do a lot of phone calling or or even texting unless like we have a connection and then you know I, I know that's okay I really don't mm-hmm. like to spam them though that way because there's nothing worse and I had this happen like last week I went to this networking meeting Oh God, there was just somebody there that you knew was going to suck the life out of you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Mind me. I should have put the number in my phone. So when they called, I knew not to answer it, <laughs> but the phone rang. I didn't know who it was, picked it up. Hey, can you come down and meet me for three hours and help me? And I'm like, uh, yeah, what? you can pay me for that. Oh, yeah, here's uh, but my no, <laughs> Exactly. But you get those and you're just yeah. like, oh, crap, I answered the phone. <laughs> it's true. It's so, yeah. so true. And I, I follow the same sort of rules. My default is LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, mostly, especially for a big event like like you were saying, the women's conference, or I talked about this when I did my follow-up uh, after WordCamp this January. Twitter is one of my favorite networking tools um, when I'm in person because I can find people to connect with who are using the hashtag as well and stuff like that. Uh, yes. So I follow, like, everybody and start talking to people, like, while I'm in sessions. I'm the worst little session attendee ever. <laughs> but but in my defense, when I speak, I go up and I say, get your phones out and tweet this whole time because I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, you have permission to just tweet the bejesus out of this presentation um, and or just talk to people. Like, that's one of the things I'm going to teach you in the presentation, so just start now. Absolutely. Um, Couldn't agree more. But LinkedIn... I'm getting much better about doing because I used to just do Twitter, but now I do LinkedIn as well. I don't I don't friend a ton of people on Facebook um, unless we really have like connected in some way. Um, that's just me. And then email is like I have a reason to talk to you. Like we said, hey, I want to follow up about X Y Z. Like I have a friend who I met at a networking event um, originally early early this year, and then we we crossed paths in another event, and now we're talking about putting an event on together. So her, I emailed because we had something specific to talk about. Um, but I won't just email you and say hey, it was nice to meet you. Right. No, I won't either. I always yeah. want there's some sort of follow up with the yeah. email, like let's have coffee, let's do lunch, let's you know connect or schedule to be in my pot, whatever. I want I want you to do something with that email. Yeah. People have enough email that's just like unnecessary. I don't want to contribute to the noise. And never ever 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 add me to your list because you have my email address magically, be a card or I wrote it down for you or you saw it on my slides at a presentation because this started happening a lot after I started speaking. My oh. email address is on my, on my slides. At the very end, I say, you know, you can email me if you want to talk more. Um, and people started adding me to their list. 
Yeah, let me tell you a little story about that one. Uh, So I was at a women's conference this past weekend and loved this, was talking to this woman or like, oh my gosh, great, I think you could potentially be a great, yeah, all this stuff, fantastic conversation. We even said, oh, this, I won't call out what we were talking about, but like this certain group of people tend to throw you on their list Mm -hmm. instead of making a connection that's such a big no-no, don't throw me on your list, yada, yada, yada kid you not next day i'm i get a newsletter and i'm like are you kidding me are you kidding me like you of all people and it just totally killed the relationship i had i'm like you of all people we just had this conversation of what a no-no this is and you just did it to me and bam done i'm not yeah i was really disappointed that's so so funny because i think it's i think it's hilarious that she's sitting there saying like don't ever do that and then she does it come on people you know better yeah. than that. I was a little surprised by it. I'm like, seriously? Okay. Delete. I, I I think it's funny because I can tell when people have done it because it's always like the next day or like two days later that suddenly I get a newsletter. Like, it's not even like they added me to their list and like like a week later. It's like they added me to the list at the event. I'm like, we're still here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why are you doing this? Can you just talk to me and tell me what's going on in your business? Do you have to send me a newsletter? Like, I see you across the room right now. What are yeah. you doing? That did happen to me at an event once. I was at, I don't even remember where the, it was too, back in my VA days. And we, we connected at a networking event, like the welcome dinner. And the next day we were sitting in sessions, literally three people apart. And I opened an email from her newsletter. And I was like, I did not join your list. Wow. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, three people me right now did you after the welcome dinner did you just go and upload all those emails to your list yeah and then that's the same person saying oh my god i get so many unsubscribes and only like five percent of the people read my newsletter newsletters suck no you (laughs) suck at using them that's what it is i always find that the people who tell me that that tools like email and social media don't work are because they're using them incorrectly absolutely agree all right, so I'm going to steer us back to networking because I feel like okay. you and I could get on a real rant to what people should stop doing. And maybe we'll have you back to do just that because I feel okay. like it would be an incredibly entertaining show. Yeah, exactly. What not to do when trying to make a connection. I literally just wrote down how to lose credibility as an entrepreneur. I'm like, no, great to topic. Show. It does. Absolutely great topic. No one record that now. Okay, people, I'm going to do it. Um, actually, why don't you all tweet me? Your how to lose credibility as an entrepreneur, because I would love to see what you guys think. Uh, anyways, back on track. So networking, we've kind of talked about the follow-up, and we talked a lot about what not to do, which is like almost more important than what to do. But let's talk about how to build those relationships initially, like like sort of like you were saying, interjecting yourself. And I think people, a lot of people have that struggle, even as an extroverted person, of like, getting there and just walking up to people and saying hello. Like that's an extra level of being outgoing. I mean, I don't really have a problem with it, but I know a lot of people do. And if you check out an episode I did last year uh, with Carrie Smith about, uh, funnily enough, no relation. Um, We talked about networking as introverts, but let's talk about just sort of regular networking. What is that first step to introduce yourself? Like, do you just walk up and say hello? You know, I usually will when I, you know, walk into a room just because hopefully it's a setting where you can, you mm-hmm. know, and the typical networking is where people give the opportunity, um, you know, to stand up and give your spiel. But I think 
in that initial introduce yourself, you know, and what you do and really the goal I have when I network is not to make it about me. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not to stand up there. I'm Aaron. This is, I'm awesome. And you need to send all your clients because this is what I do. My goal in networking is I really want to get to know people because I want to be that guy. Okay. I want to be the person that people come to me because I know somebody. Um, I want to get to know exactly what you do deep down. And I know you can take this on a one-on-one session and really get to know people, but I go with that goal of, I really want to get to know you because that hopefully will make them naturally want to get to know me. Right. So it's, how can I do things for you? How can I, you know, who do you serve that I might be able to know and, and just make it about them. And it's just an easier conversation. People like you a lot more when you are listening, when you're engaging them. They don't like the, how does my friend Forrest say it? It's like the one, you do the one-on-one or you do the one about one or something like Mm -hmm. that is how he says it. You get those people who just talk about them and it's just spiel. So I never want to be that person. And I don't think you should ever be that person. Really go in with the goal of connecting and finding out more about them. If you're an accountant, all right, what exactly do you do as an accountant? I think that's a second key thing is when you're giving your spiel, be in a niche. Don't be this general person because your general your, your generalness means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I want to know specifically who you serve, who your ideal client is. It can't be, um, you know, I teach this with my chiropractors. It can't be you help people with neck and backs. Who do you help specifically? Who do you want to focus on? Because that allows me to really connect with you and connect other people outside the networking group to you. Um, so just don't go in generally. Have a, I know you may service other people and, you know, everybody's so scared to generalize because what happens, you know, if I miss that opportunity, but being very specific about what you do in your speech as you're talking to people is really going to help make connections outside of the networking group. So those are my two really big pieces as I'm talking to people to understand. I agree. And especially when you're doing that sort of um, sort of round robin where everybody takes, you know, 30 seconds to introduce themselves. For me, my quote unquote elevator pitch, which I hate that term, um, consists mostly of who I work with. Right. Because then it's like easily identifiable. Oh, I definitely want to talk to her because we share an audience or I'm her audience or she serves my audience. Um, Whatever it is, it's it allows you to really sort of know who's not worth talking to because I think everybody's worth talking to, but um, prioritizing those those relationships and who you really want to make sure you don't miss. Exactly. One of the things is you meet so many people. There's so many people, especially when you're talking about larger events. But even at smaller events, you you since you want to take that time to really talk to people, sometimes you don't get to do that with everyone. No, absolutely. And like if you stood up and said, well, I service everybody who's an entrepreneur, that means nothing to me, you know, Mm -hmm. where if you get specific and really hone in on that one particular person, like I said, you can help others. But when you're when you're giving a spiel, focus on one, because I can make a much greater connection on finding you somebody or saying, you know, versus when I'm out meeting somebody and you say, Maybe you're whatever it is, you know, I help people with Google Plus, for example, mm-hmm. I'm using that because you came on and, and I talked to somebody and they're like, God, you know, I'm really struggling with Google Plus. I'm like, I got a girl for you. I got mm-hmm. somebody you need to talk to. She's awesome. Let me connect you because she's really going to help you versus if you had just said I help entrepreneurs. That means nothing to me, you know? Yeah. Or even just social media. Or, you know, I I talk a lot about, you know, being in the online marketing space because I do a lot of social media, but a lot of what I do is connecting the dots between the other and the other pieces. I don't just say, oh, I work in online marketing. 
Right, exactly. Okie dokie. And, and that could be, depending on who, who, what your definition of online marketing is, that could be about 30 different things. Um, not to mention, I probably already know 47 of them. Right. Like, <laughs> tell me specifically how you're adding value. And what I think is a really important thing to remember is that little spiel may change depending on what group you're at. You know, yes. if I'm at something like eWomen Conference, I'm not going to open with, I work with female online entrepreneurs because that's like 80% of this room. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to niche down to, you know, I work with, you know, female online entrepreneurs who are in the coaching or consulting industry who really focus their time working one-on-one, -on -one, supporting their clients to, to grow them better lives or businesses. Like it's going to be something really specific in, in what they do then. It's not going to just be like, oh, I work with all of the people in this room. Come talk to me. Yeah, because nobody will. Yeah. No, and it really true. comes down to that whole, like, a confused mind always says no. Exactly. If I'm having to do too much legwork and figuring out what you do, I'm just not going to bother. No, and actually, so I have a funny story around this. So I know real quick, we're running out of time, but this is, I was giving this speech, and it was about social media, and my boyfriend, JJ's there, and JJ's a chiropractor. So mm -hmm. I'm giving this example, and I'm talking about, uh, the students and really focusing in instead of standing up and saying you're a chiropractor focusing in on like thyroid because having a jacked up thyroid is the cool thing to have right now right <laughs> so you know all these women are like oh my thyroid sucks who's gonna help me so you know really niche down to that and be that person so I kid you not this person we had met at the networking group we're sitting the next day and she goes okay so did does JJ seriously, does he help people with thyroid problems? I'm like, yeah. She goes, you weren't just using that as an example. I said, no, he really does. Why? And she goes, Erin, I kid you not. I was at the pool yesterday <laughs> in my neighborhood and this woman sitting there, we start talking and she's like, God, you know, I, I'm so embarrassed to be in a swimsuit because I've gained 100 pounds uh, because of my thyroid and I can't figure out what's wrong. And Janie's like, holy crap, I got a guy for you. Like, I've got uh, – he's a chiropractor. And this woman's like, a chiropractor? And she goes, yeah, like, he's, he helps with this. He specializes in thyroid. And, oh, my gosh, you I, let me get you his name. And that never would have happened if we had just said, oh, he's a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. But because we got so specific – there was that connection, like, you've got to talk to him. He specializes in this. This is what you, you know, this is exactly what he helps with. Mm -hmm. And that's where you, those connections just are made outside of the meeting by that, by being that specific. I, I love that. And I think, you know, it also, from a business perspective, it comes down to, do you want to talk to the guy who knows everything about something? Or do you want to talk to the guy who knows a little bit about everything? Exactly. And I, I think that's, I, I love that sort of connection is, you know, it's really easy for somebody to connect something with you in their brain if it's what you talk about, you know. People people ask me all the time if I get sick about talking about Google+, because I've done, you know, a couple podcasts, webinars, I've got a program about it. I'm like, no, I love Google+, that's why I talk about it so much, and that's why people know, hey, when there's a Google+, problem, let's tag Stacy, let's email Stacy. It's because I talk about it all over the place. Right, and you're passionate about it, and people are attracted to passion, you know. And that'll come across when you're introducing yourself one-on-one um, -on -one to a group, whatever it is, um, so much more so than here's my card, email me if I can help you. Yep, absolutely. I, I agree. You just got, If you do it right, it can just be – it's one of the single most things that have helped me build all my businesses, but you got to do it right. I really find, and I, I'm assuming you find this too, I rarely give my card to someone. I find that they ask for my card after we've had a conversation. Yep. I don't just yeah. go, and here's my card. Like, Well, I don't either because I'm with you. Like how yeah. many 
hey, I, I got a budget and I don't have, you know, I don't want to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars on cards getting thrown away, but I don't want you to connect with me if you don't feel we're going to connect. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Um, I really want you to ask for my card when you're going to follow up and we're going to, you know, it's going to be something more than just an exchange that never goes anywhere. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point. So the last thing I want to do before, before we sort of wrap this up is do you have any sort of one key takeaway? I know we've covered a lot of big takeaways. Sort of must do things around networking. Is it just getting out there and actually doing it? It's getting out there. Um, you know, I would say a couple. Get out there. Period and done. You, you, especially yeah. if you are slow in your business, you should never be sitting at home. You should be taking advantage of every opportunity. Um, and I think too, when you're finding, you know, whether it be groups on Facebook, whether it be groups through Meetup and networking groups. It's okay if you don't jive with a group. Mm-hmm. Like, try it out. Go to a couple meetings. See what you think. Uh, you know, whether they take your money or not, don't feel like you have to be part of this group. Really, make sure because you want to invest in this group. Just like with anything, showing up once is not going to get you business. Uh, even showing up three times is not probably going to get you a lot of business. You you need to show up interact, connect, be of service to people. Don't be the the one who's sucking the life out of everybody in the group. Multi-level marketers are very well known for this. Like, how can you, what are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Be of service to people, help people. And when you show up and you're consistent and you're meshing with, with people, the sky is truly the limit for your business. I think that's a great point. And, and just to add on to that, remembering that you can leave at any time. Like, just right. because a group really served you for a year, it may have the group may have evolved to a place that no longer serves you. Absolutely. And you can still foster those relationships that you've made in that group that do serve you without continuing to be a part of that group. Yep. Just as you evolve, your business evolves, the groups evolve, people evolve, all of it can change. So don't feel like, okay, I'm doing this for the next 20 years. Exactly. Absolutely. Like if it's not working for you, your time is precious. Nurture that time. And if it's not working for you, yes, move along. Perfect. All right. So before I let you go, will you let everyone know how they can get in touch with you and find the Starter Club podcast? Absolutely. I've made it super easy. Everything is the Starters Club. So it's the startersclub.com. I've got uh, the podcast is called the Starters Club. You can find me on iTunes and Stitcher and all throughout social media. Google Plus, which I'm still working on it, Yay. thanks to you, but um, <laughs> getting there. But uh, really, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook are all great places. I update definitely daily. So everything's super easy. Just look for the Starters Club. Awesome. And I'll have links to your website and stuff in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for being on the show, Aaron, and talking networking. Thank you for having I me. Like I'm going to have to have you on the show like three more times. <laughs> I hope there's so much more to talk about I with know, that. We I didn't even it's... get to online networking. Right. We didn't get to all that or like outside the box. I mean, there's just so much you can do for your business. Like also, I said, this, should... whole, this total what not to do show sounds like a fantastic idea to me. I'm I'm there. Ask me and I'm totally about it. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to connect with Aaron and I will see you guys next time. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks, Stacey.